Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, y'all, Seferons at Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. When you leave Bill Belichick, you'll always come crawling back. Shout out JC Jackson. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the CJ Stroud QB1 truther. And with me, as always, is AJ. Why did the Toy Story broadcast treat me like I'm five years old, Marchese? It's a good question. Good question, Rob. Today, we're talking all the noteworthy NFL rookies from week four of the NFL season. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving out to Casey, maybe. Looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's going to wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's going to put ketchup on a stick? Who's going to find a steal in the fifth? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Cusa Wednesdays. You thought Maxim was sick. Wait until you watch Jacksonville State dominate Middle Tennessee State on a Wednesday in October. Who needs family when you have cues of football? Speaking of family, football is family to me. And you know who could use some family around them right now? Probably Bryce Young as we dive into our NFL Week 4 rookie superlative, starting with a rookie quarterback rundown. Starting with Bryce Young, who statistically had his best game. Amazing stat line, Rob. 25 for 32, amazing. <laughs> 204 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Um... Against the Vikings. Against the Minnesota Vikings, the mighty, mighty Vikings, which have an awful defense. Better this week, Rob? Better? Um, I feel like they started off really just like lots of running the ball, lots of throws behind or at the line of scrimmage. Yes. Which, I mean, makes sense for a young quarterback, but uh, not so much when you have no playmakers. Like one of the one of the early ones was just like a little bubble to Terrence Marshall. He just immediately fell. <laughs> but I found, I found that like as the game went on, they found more success there. They got it to Chanel a couple of times. I don't know. Um, I will say, look, Bryce Young didn't throw any completion from the start of the second half to after the two-minute warning, and that was the only one he threw in the second half. He like just batted the line. That's promising, and like I think his his best drive um, was kind of like they were you know they're kind of forcing the ball like the the game late, trying to put it together, and they had a long drive where like. It's a lot of checkdowns, but like I thought they were finally coming together. I think it was their sixth possession or something. Um, Bryce had a little bit more time. It felt like you know had a, had a nice throw to Marshall at the sticks uh, that like he kind of fumbled. <laughs> but I don't know what they end up. Really, I watched I watched the condensed game. Carolina, I think Carolina got on top of it. Another th- solid throw to Thielen. It was a lot of Thielen involved, but it was like nothing downfield at all. I think they only had one deep shot, and it was an underthrow that they got pi on. 
Um, but like third and eleven, I think like one of his better plays. He like just scrambled, stopped short of the line of scrimmage, found Thielen on that same series. Um, and then I think a few plays earlier was that deep shot. I found you no, know I found I found Bryce throwing a lot of wobbly footballs this week, um, mm. which isn't promising. <laughs> yeah, a couple of Chanel ones, and then it just felt like that that one was going really well. It's like probably the longest drive of the game, and then it was second and seventeen, pressure off the edge, unblocked. Uh, it was Harrison Smith. <laughs> Unseen, or I guess Bryce saw him this time and tried to make Smith make you know miss him and kind of just hit the ball off his knee and fumbled and that was a return for a touchdown, which was the big, big mistake of the day. There was really no throws that got you excited. I mean, there was a couple like you know like a couple times he was getting his rhythm going, which I think is what we kind of saw in the preseason and what we kind of saw early, you know. And then the kind of like you know he had the last drive or down eight, the game was winding down, scrambled for a first down on a third down it was a good play. Um, you know, a Chark had a little like stop route, hit him on a second and four, hit Marshall quick over the middle. Say, like, okay, the rhythm's coming. They're getting down to the goal line, um, and then like again, t- twice, uh, another Harrison Smith blitz off the edge, completely unblocked, completely unseen by Bryce, uh, sack. Like, and I feel like maybe like the offensive line was bad. I was gonna touch on that more later, but I don't think all of the protection stuff is uh, is on the offensive line. I don't think Bryce is seeing it great right now. He's not checking at the line. I think there was one play where he like checked, like we're good, we're good, we're good, and then it was like immediate pressure. <laughs> so, so I don't know. It was kind of kind of tough there. Um, that like the drive kept going after that though. He made a couple of good throws, and then they got down to the um, goal line or red zone at least. Fourth down. Guess what? Again, Harrison Smith off the edge. This time they picked him up, but he still he he beat Ikki Aquanu kind of just clean and got the sack. Bryce is definitely holding onto the ball too long. The offensive line is not very good. I don't think he's feeling the pressure great, both pre-snap and post-snap. Um, I don't know. It's it's hard to blame him, but like it's it's just it's also not looking great. But I think like again, he threw one incompletion in the second half. They weren't being super aggressive. Um, it was just kind of meh. But I do think some rhythm came together. I this team's got a long way to go. It definitely hurts when, you know, CJ Stroud has looked outstanding. Uh, we'll talk about Anthony Richardson in a second, and obviously Stroud too, but Richardson was fun as hell, and I think he's been the worst of the three, and it clearly looks like the worst situation of the three somehow. Yeah, I, I think four games into the season, obviously, um, Richardson and Bryce haven't played all four, but yeah. four games into the season, Bryce Young looks, like, not horrific, but... Not good, and nothing around him seems good. The yeah. offense seems very vanilla as a result of poor offensive line play and no pass catchers. Um, meanwhile, C.J. Stroud's dealing with similar things yeah. and elevating a team, and Anthony Richardson is the focal point of a really fun offense, and clearly like, yeah. even when he struggles because of his athletic tools, you can work around it and and still win football games, score points. Like, Bryce Young, it's the combination of the fact, like, he doesn't have great physical tools. Yeah. And as a result, he can't really elevate this team. He's not – I don't I don't think he has the same arm. Not that C.J. Stroud has a rocket arm, but I don't – like, I think you've noticed Bryce Young's arm is a bit of a question. And, like, you're – I mean, it's, it's kind of funny because I think Bryce Young got some comparisons to Joe Burrow coming mm-hmm. out. And <laughs> they look even how, better now. <laughs> yeah, and you're seeing how much Joe Burrow struggles when he yeah. can't, uh, when they can't protect him, when uh, he can't move, and I feel like you're, 
like Bryce Young's looking like that mm-hmm. because of how poor everything around him is. Like he doesn't I don't know. It just seems like he can't elevate this team and nothing around him's helping him. Yeah, no, I agree. And like definitely like look, he played on one of the more poor Alabama teams in Nick Saban's tenure, and he did elevate them. Like absolutely. He was the best player on that team. Um that being said, the NFL's a different beast, right? Like he just He also had a First round running back, a first round, uh, yeah, potentially first round right tackle. Yeah, it was better. It was like still better. Yeah, third round left. Yeah, it was still um, better. Than, hey, he's got he's got first round tackle and a <laughs> he's got a second round running back. Never mind, Rob. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I I do think like I don't I don't know what you do. I don't know what the ste- next step is. I think you got to get the ball out of his hand quickly. But I don't think it's with the horizontal passing game. You saw a couple, like, RPO-style plays and a couple PAs, like, just getting him on the move. I think that's where you get him going. I don't think it's the, the screen games when, you know, Terrence Marshall's falling on his face. I, <laughs> and Thielen is used to the strong screen. Like, no knock on Adam Thielen. He had a great game two weeks ago, um, or last week. But it, it, throwing him little bubble screens is not going to get this going. Um, so I think Frank Reich is as much to blame as anyone, too, you know? So, Well, and I'm just going to keep us moving on to C.J. Stroud, and I'm just going to talk about how um, Bobby Sloak's done a really good yeah. job kind of hiding offensive line issues, taking advantage of what C.J. Stroud does well, lots of play-action passes. And, I mean, C.J. Stroud I, coming into the game had the most – or third most passing yards of any quarterback to start their career after – Justin Herbert and somebody else, I can't remember. Um, and then threw for another 302 scores and beat the Steelers. Like, badly. Thumped thumped the Steelers. Yeah. A Steelers defense that the pass rush had dominated um, the last couple of weeks to kind of elevate our, like, the Steelers offense yeah. sucks. But their, their pass rush had been getting after quarterbacks, and, and Stroud handled it so well. The ball was getting out really quick. He keeps everything on time. And I think... I'm hesitant to say it was his best throw because there's two really good throws. But on one play, TJ Watt was all over him. He's flushed from the pocket. He's totally uh, out of structure, which uh, was the big thing. Can he mm-hmm. do that? And he he puts one right on Nico Collins' face mask uh, as as he uh, for a first down on second eleven. And it's like he he's so quick with the release. He is so poised in the pocket to maneuver the pass rush but he can also extend the plays and he's again elevating like their offensive line is on paper the worst one of the worst offensive lines i've ever seen um like they were starting the third string left tackle austin deculus yeah baby uh, they've got a day three rookie at center george fans the right tackle kendrick green got hurt in this one so they were on to the third string left guard like Again, Shaq Mason's technically the only starter in this lineup. They're on to multiple third strings, and the Steelers' pass rush couldn't, like, dominate Shroud. They didn't even phase him. Um, Him and Nico Collins clearly have really good chemistry. Buckeyes and and Wolverines, just like us, AJ. Exactly. Good things happen. Like, the the first touchdown uh, to Nico Collins was a a quick RPO where he just, again, in structure, he looks so good. Yeah. he had another the the other touchdown to Nico Collins. I think it's the best throw CJ Stroud's made all season. Where I think I tweeted it out on our uh, our account, so you may have seen it. Um, but it, it's just this uh, this deep ball that he freaking 
one, he layers it over the defensive back perfectly. Um, and leads uh, Nico Collins, like it hits Nico Collins in the hands, in the mitts, uh, leading him downfield, third and six, touchdown. Like, did you see that one? It was like a yeah. 60 yarder. Yeah, it was yeah ridiculous. Like that ball was, incra- was crazy. And, um, like, I don't know. He's just so good already. It's the poise, it's the ball placement, it's it's the the release, the ability to keep the offense on time. He's just he doesn't seem to force the ball either. Like because he's so accurate, even like his maybe let's call them riskier throws, like aren't really putting the ball in conflict at all. Um I guess the S two test, what it, it didn't do was it didn't measure the accuracy, AJ. So if we could work on that. Maybe the test has no accuracy. Roasted. Boom. Boom. <laughs> um, but honestly, you know what it reminds me of? And I tweeted this out. It reminds me of when Justin Herbert finally got into the lineup for the Chargers. And, like, he was just so pro-ready. And he hit the ground running. And it, and it was like nothing. And that's what C.J. Stroud has been like. C.J. Stroud's on pace to throw for, like, 5,000 yards. <laughs> it's insane. I think he's... He's one of, like, the only quarterbacks ever to, I think, average over 300 passing yards um, through the first four games of the season without a turnover. And, like, all the other guys are, like, all pro quarterbacks. You know what I think his most impressive stat is? What? Two and two. Okay. Hey, wins aren't a quarterback stat, but when CJ Stroud is winning games, they should be. Exactly. Yeah, getting that team to 500. Through four games, that's that's a that's a hell of an effort. Like he's turned like okay, Tank Dell, who we've talked about a lot, has looked great, but Nico Collins leads the league in yak. He's the best Nico player. Nico Collins looks looks incredible. Like in, and I think coming into the season, like people weren't even certain Nico Collins would be like a starter. Well, I, I was, but well, I know, some but, people weren't. But you know what I mean, like. He, they, they didn't expect him to be one of the uh, leading receivers in the entire NFL. <laughs> no, no. Um, do you know where he sits in receiving yards right now? Uh, second. Fifth. Good guess. Should be second. Should be second. I mean, there's a rookie ahead of him. Yes, there is. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's that's what I have on CJ Stroud. Still awesome, still fun. I recommend watching a Texans game sometime, AJ. If I can get my hands on one. Um, hey, look, I got lucky and got my hands on a Colts game this week, baby. And I, it was my first Anthony Richardson showing. You've been hogging the, the, the two good quarterbacks. And, look, I've been avoiding Bryce. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, the stat line doesn't jump off the page. You know, 11 for 25, that's under 50%. I mean, 200 yards on 11 completions, that's, that's pretty fucking impressive. Two touchdowns, 56 yards on the ground. Um, I, I think he's going to be a stud. I absolutely do think he's going to be a stud. Like, just some... Absolutely ridiculous throws, and like, I just want to break down the best plays. That's what I want to do with Richardson because it's just so much fun. Um, one completion, like just to get him to the goal line. Uh, sorry, it was um to the end zone. He, he scrambled out, extended the play, and like kind of like just extended himself to the to the right to kind of change the angle because the, the the linebacker had had the coverage in the inside, kind of like diving almost, <laughs> like ended up on the ground and threw it like that, and he just. Place it perfectly to Cox, and he just rumbled down to the end zone. It was awesome. Um, another highlight, just probably his best play of the day. Made the rounds on Twitter. We tweeted it out. Like, instantly the right side of his line collapsed. He's got a step left, which one of his maybe most underappreciated strengths at Florida was his ability to navigate in the pocket. Mm-hmm. Feels it, steps left, keeps his eye downfield. He has Alec Pierce. As he's about to go and release, 
Aaron Donald right away is being beats Blake Freeland, who actually I'm not going to mention anywhere shockingly, but <laughs> beats Freeland, and he's coming down, barreling down on him, and Richardson's kind of like mid air, mid hit, and just just launched it deep to Pierce. It wasn't like an amazing like wasn't like an amazing like perfectly thrown ball or anything, but it was a perfect throw. You know what I mean? Like he he hit it perfectly. Pierce made the play. It was ridiculous. Um, and then, like, I, like that was the best throw. But I think my favorite throw was uh, Downs down the seam. The defender was just trailing behind him. And uh, Richardson just, like, launches a fucking frozen rope and, like, puts it over the defender. Back shoulder. Downs made, like, a half a heck of a catch. Um, strong hands. It's just literally unstoppable. Like, just unstoppable. And, like, two-point conversion where, like, he st- – I don't know if you saw that one where he's, like – Stumbling around, like making a play, and found Zach Moss. It was it was a ridiculous game. I don't know what else to say. You sound upset. I'm upset how good he is. Absolutely. I mean, and like they ran him too. It looked good on the sweeps and everything. But yeah, it just you pair that like they were down at half. They came back. It was crazy. How, how worried do you think uh, the Panthers are right now? They could have had like yeah, the, the freak show quarterback or the elite pocket passer and they got the 510 guy <laughs> a guy that was drafted for his it factor and it you don't feel it so far right no and like yeah the story of the stat line for richardson was that like a lot of drops the colts receivers did him very few favors um but yeah like he almost had like an insane throw rolling out too to pitman in the back of the end zone that he dropped like i think he's it i think richardson's it he should have been the first pick <laughs> who would you again i know i don't let you watch the texans game but four games in, into the NFL season, into their rookie years, who would you rather have, C.J. Stroud or Anthony Richardson? That's a tough one. I guess it depends what you're trying to do on offense. Yeah, it does. They both fit their offenses perfectly, I think, right? Yeah, C.J. Stroud seems like the plus-plus version of a Shanahan quarterback. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, everything Purdy's and, doing, but better, baby. Um, and Richardson's got this same, like a bigger Jalen Hurts. Pretty much, yeah. It's it's frustrating, like seeing them land in places where they're doing everything to make them as best as they possibly can be, and it's looking good immediately, and obviously insanely good with Stroud. Whereas Richardson, um, Bryce Young is just like flopping. You know, it just hasn't hasn't clicked. I yeah, I don't know. Situations are so fucking important, right? I mean, that's not that's not anything. That's not a hot take. It, it means everything with 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 quarterbacks, really. But you got to make the situation great, and I think Reich and company haven't, and I think you know Steichen and Slowick have. Like, yeah, I, I think they fucked up, <laughs> but it's still still too early, and they have a lot of time to write the ship. And Richardson right. Richardson looks special. What about Aiden O'Connell? Do you think he looks special? Absolutely. Start the rock. 20- 24 of 39 for 238, scored on a QB sneak through a pick, sacked seven times against the Chargers. Um, given the circumstances, Aiden O'Connell looked like a solid future NFL backup. Uh, he didn't look like the guy who dominated the preseason. But, like, I don't know. Honestly, if I'm the Raiders, just start him. Who cares? I know. I totally team's, agree. team's a mess. Uh, he's at least, like, I think he's going to be a competent NFL backup based off one game in the starting in the NFL. Um, like he do, clearly doesn't really elevate the offense, but neither does Jimmy Garoppolo. That, yeah, the, the offense as a whole, like the offensive line, didn't do him any favors. Devontae Adams got hurt. Yeah. Um, again, like I don't know, he's 
might be better than Kenny Pickett. <laughs> My only thing is where like Garoppolo is has done a good job of getting the ball to Adams. Yeah, and if, no, if O'Connell can, like... obviously O'Connell and him, I'm sure have had very minimal reps together, right? So build that and just get it in the ball. I think I think that'll be fine. <laughs> um, but what, I don't know. What do you think of it, O'Connell? Like solid future NFL backup? I think so. I think so, and I agree. I think it just just start him. Like what the what the hell do you have to lose? And well, McDaniel's knows his job. But they he already was. They just said we're too poor to fire you. <laughs> like that's that's all it's been, right? Like he's. He's already cucked. Like it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. I, I also, I wanted to say this: when if you told me one of these rookie quarterbacks will get sacked seven times against one of the best pass rushers in the league, uh, I thought it would have been T.J. Watt. You know what I mean? Like that's, but not because the Texans are bad, just because Watt's so good and the line's falling apart. And I know that's we're going back to Stroud, but just just even more kudos to Stroud and Slowick for for you know letting getting Watt not to not letting him take over that game right and. That didn't work with Cleo Mack because he, he wrecked him. Hey, Amen. Uh, you want you want me to tell you about the other East West Rebel quarterback? I would love to. I, I love that we're getting DTR and O'Connell. <laughs> yeah, no, things didn't go well for DTR. Uh, and I think that, like, painted my feeling because I watched Aiden O'Connell before I watched DTR. Uh, so I thought – I think it um, – it, it painted my view of DTR in a worse light, seeing, like, mm-hmm. thinking Aiden O'Connell struggled and then seeing DTR, like, he just did not look like he should be playing football out there right now. <laughs> starting NFL good. games, which is fair. He's a fifth-round pick. Yeah. Uh, 19 of 36 for a buck 21, three interceptions, 24 on the ground. I didn't, like, I thought they should have leaned a little more into uh, the run game with mm-hmm. him. Um, they didn't. They also got down really fast and threw it a ton. Uh, I just That's didn't... just such a bad recipe for them. Yeah, and the the game seemed just too. And obviously, no Nick Chubb. The no. game seemed like too fast for him, and like he was, he'd be a hair late on a read, and then it gets picked. He's kind of just putting the ball in conflict constantly. Um, yeah, I just I didn't think they did him any favors. He also like found out just before kickoff he was starting. Like I just think it was a yeah. shitty situation for him to get thrown into. Uh, obviously, him and O'Connell look great in the preseason. Great at the East West Shrine Bowl. Um, like the jury's still out. I don't. I don't really think there's much I can take away from DTR's this last second start in Week Four as a rookie against the Baltimore Ravens. It is funny how like they ended up being the uh, the first two non Big Three to to get Lux right. Like, yeah, keep it down, Jermaine. He might report you. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay. Off of the quarterbacks, a lot to talk about there. Uh, a lot more to talk about. Offensive rookie of the week. I felt like there's lots of options. I want to hear, I want to hear you land it with. For me, there wasn't. I, I thought, uh, of the weeks thus far, this was the worst week for good rookie performances and the best week for bad rookie performances oh, for me. You know, I didn't have that many bad guys. I had a lot of good rookies. <laughs> You hung so, the quarterback to hug, hung the rest of the talent. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, so uh, quite honestly, CJ Shroud's my offensive rookie mm-hmm. of the week. Um, if I were, I, there's one other guy I would consider, but he's also my best undrafted rookie, and that's Jaleel <laughs> McLaughlin, uh, the Broncos running back. So I'll stick him here because why not? He deserves his shine. Yeah. Uh, he was like a major part of the Broncos' comeback against the Bears. Um, he provided splash to the run game was looking really competent in the passing game. Finished with over 100 yards from scrimmage on 10 touches. 72 on the ground, 32 in the air. Caught a touchdown. Um, just, like, 
weirdly good. Yeah. Like, for, uh, I mean, I don't know if you know this. He's college football's all-time leading rusher. Do you know that? Yeah, I remember from this because they were hyping him up in the in the summer. Yeah, Notre Dame College and Youngstown State, Youngstown State, um, and five seven, like one eighty five, little jitterbug back there, but like very patient runner, really good contact balance, catching the ball super well. You know who Sean Payton had in New Orleans, Darren Sproles. Now, I'm not saying these Darren Sproles, AJ, but what I am saying is. He seems like the Broncos' most efficient running back. The Broncos have been god-awful. He, I would give major credit to him for the win. Uh, Samaje Pirine, like, looks like a fine RB, too. Yeah. Uh, Javante Williams just like, man, I don't know. That, he's, he's lost the it. The dream yeah. might be over there. Yeah. I kind of think, like, Jaleel McLaughlin's their, their most explosive running back. The guy's averaging 7.1 per carry this year. Um, I want to see him get more touches. I'm glad, like, Sean Payton doesn't seem to care that he's an undrafted rookie. Give him 10 touches. He was a catalyst for the comeback. Like, he's – and it's not like he – I'm, like, overhyping. Like, he had 100 yards from scrimmage. Over 100. Yeah. Like, he had a really great performance. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Sean Payton cares about a lot of things right now, baby. Um yeah, why the hell not? Get get him involved. Like you said, Javante's been a bit dinged up again and he just hasn't come back to form. P Ryan's RB too. I don't I don't see why not. And look at like you said, look at in the in the passing game too. Yeah, uh, more McLaughlin. Get it training. Who's you, who's yours? <laughs> yeah, mine's lame. It's Puka Nakua. Wow, shocking. Puka Nakua. <laughs> Imagine if I told you four weeks ago that it would be like boring that I'm picking Puka Nakua as Officer Rookie of the Week again. Uh, yeah, nine catches, 163 yards, a touchdown. His first touchdown, which was a walk-off in overtime. Like, amazing. Like, released out of a bunch. I don't know. He's just good at the subtle. I don't know, man. It's like it's like they just clone Cooper Cup. He's good at the little things. You know, comes wide open on a little post, stopped in the open zone. Stafford hit him, beat a guy, touchdown. But it started like the la- from the first play of the game and the last play of the game because first play of the game, he made an awesome one-handed juggling catch where he kind of just stuck his paw out, slowed the ball down, kept his stride going though, and then brought it in. It was pretty ridiculous. I just I just love what they're doing with him. Like it just feels like Cup, and it's gonna be interesting to see when they're both healthy. Obviously, Cup um, Cup activated and and should be back to practice. I like. Like, I, one of the designs we tweeted out there, he, they, like, did that, like, cheat motion. Released him, like, between the right tackle and the tight end as the tight end was a pass pro. And it was just, like, you know, an in, and he just, Darius Leonard just couldn't keep up. Uh, Shaq, sorry. Couldn't keep up, and it was just, it was just easy money. And, like, like, I know, obviously, he's had the greatest start to ever up there for, for the, any rookie wide receiver, but... First couple of games, he had a couple drops. I'm not going to try to poke holes. I'm just saying he's had a couple drops, but my point is he's getting better. He's getting better. And, yeah, like Cup coming back hopefully soon. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what they what McVay can do with both of them. Um, so, yeah, ridiculous again. Through four weeks, so essentially a quarter of the NFL season, the offensive rookie – of the year race, which I think a lot of us thought Bijan Robinson could run away with, mm-hmm. is super interesting because obviously Bijan's being Bijan. He had 100 yards again uh, in the London game against the Jaguars. But with the way CJ Stroud and Puka Nakua are playing, like I think that's kind of the race right now. What do you think? 
Yeah, I mean, like, like I Bijan was good again this week. I didn't even put him anywhere though. Like, it's yeah, I put him for rookie who flashed. It was like yeah. just kind of a throw in, like the the, and not to say like the team being bad should impact that, but it's just like, I, I kind of just find what Puka Nakua and CJ Stroud are doing to be more impressive, right? And I mean, yeah. obviously CJ Stroud gets the the QB bump, but it's the the, like the absolute sheer dominance of Puka Nakua. Yeah. Like he's second in the NFL in receiving. Yeah. And I, I do think, like, I, I kind of, like, if I had a vote, I do factor in importance to team. And not that B. John Robinson isn't really important to the team, but, like, you know, Puka and and Shroud are keeping their team alive still, right? Like, I mean, not just Puka, but, you know, like, the, the Rams team have life. And if they didn't have him with uh with Cup coming out, I, I know Tutu's been pretty good and fans been okay, but, like, he feels like so such a huge part of them not just floundering this season, right? Yeah, it's uh we've had a really fun rookie uh, mm-hmm. class through four weeks. Uh, speaking of fun, Rob, you're lucky you got to watch the Seattle Seahawks on Monday Night Football because please Man. tell me, defensive rookie of the week. Wow. Cameron Young. <laughs> he was, hey, I was going to put him later. He was one of the, the best day three. Except for uh, the Buckeye. Were good. Yeah, we'll talk uh, about yeah, that. Yeah, Devin, Devin Witherspoon, freaking dominant. That's one of the yeah. all-time, maybe all-time defensive, mon- Monday Night Football defensive performances, not even just rookie. But I think it was the best Monday Night Football defensive rookie performance I've ever seen. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Like, please, just go. I don't even want to say a word here. Um, so I think finished with seven tackles, three QB hits, two socks, a pick six. Um, they just kept blitzing. It was the first time he played yeah. nickel, yeah. and they're just blitzing him, and and it was giving Daniel Jones hell. Um, and I think he should have had three sacks, yeah. but he uh, on one of them, Daniel Jones like kind of pumped it. I think he thought he threw it and kind of got turned around and just an unfortunate incompletion. Anyway, um, then the pick six on a drive with the giant like this. Was like it felt like the Seahawks had it in hand the whole time, but it was like a 14 3 at the time, yeah. Like it was had the Giants scored a touchdown there, they were way back in this game, yeah. and instead it's a it's a freaking 14 point swing. And Devin Witherspoon, 97 yard pick six, just jumps it with ease, reads Daniel Jones all day long, breaks um, Jones's angles. And also, this isn't even mentioning the fact that like prior because I feel like the sacks and the pick six happened, but like prior to that, like. The the run support yes. like he freak he killed uh, I think it was Matt Breda on I think it was Brightwell an, but it's okay yeah. was it Brightwell okay whoever <laughs> doesn't matter doesn't, yeah. he just light like he, he like what a stick him. yeah yeah like just like play that like so dangerous the way he tackled him. oh yeah it, it really was but like just the way he came down and filled that lane and just boom. Stuck. Uh, I think it was Brightwell. I don't know. We'll say Brightwell because he's bigger, more impressive. Um, <laughs> he just stuck him. Like it was, it was impressive. And I think that that is obviously the, the the sacks and the pick six, insanely good. But to to me, just the way Witherspoon is setting that tone, it, it feels like a throwback to a bygone era, if you will, Rob. You know what I'm talking about. And I think that's why they took him. That's that's exactly why they took him is because you saw what he did at Illinois. It's the same thing, just coming down, lighting people up. Playing absolutely ferociously um, early on, like first couple of games, I think he's he, he, they've he's got caught a couple of times, a little being a little over aggressive. I think it happened on one where Brita got behind him on a little Jonesy you know rollout, but when I mean the defense was kicking ass, it didn't matter. So <laughs> I think we'll see that going forward. Maybe like he'll get caught once in a while being aggressive, 
but yeah, just just the tone he said, and then the play on play on play out. Yeah, so much fun. And yeah, like you said, his first he was practicing at nickel in the summer, but then he got thrown outside with with um, with Woolen out um, last week, and and um, and then like moving back inside of nickel. And I think that's where he stays because they actually let him just go all over the field. And he could be a weapon in there. Absolutely, and I, you know what I think is interesting too. Adams obviously, unfortunately, got concussed. What six, seven, eight plays into the game, um, and I don't know what they were going to use at nickel. So it's going to be really interesting to see, uh, like what they what they do with him full time. I think he's just going to be an absolute weapon, and yeah, what a special playmaking uh, performance. All right, going to, going from the good to the bad. I'm going to stick at the cornerback position. Um, shout out to Emmanuel Forbes for yeah. helping a tweet pop off, but also then turning in a horrible performance against the Eagles. Uh, he did have two PBUs. They came back-to-back against A.J. Brown. Uh, one of them was more like A.J. I swear it just hit A.J. Brown in the face mask. And the other was just Jalen Hurts throwing a YOLO ball. Other than that, A.J. Brown was uh, taking us back to the good old days of the Egg Bowl and dominating Forbes. Forbes gave up seven for a buck ten a touchdown. He's a very and, and I think we knew this and we kind of compared him a little bit to Trevon Diggs. He's a very like do or die mm-hmm. corner where he's going to give up big plays, but he's gonna get them back by forcing turnovers. Um, that's not the corner style that's for everybody. I personally don't love that type of corner style. Uh, and he got got a lot in this game, and it was a tough matchup. AJ Brown's awesome. Devonta Smith's awesome, but. Uh, He's he's had a weird first yeah. few weeks. Eventful. Yeah. He's getting and targeted like, a ton. He's getting targeted. Yeah, I mean, he is. Um, yeah, getting a lot of shit online, too, which, like, fucking idiots knock that garbage off. Um, but, yeah, like, yeah, that's just, I don't know. He's been such a roller coaster. But I think, like you said, that's kind of the kind of corner you, you expect to coming in. And you're going to yeah, live and I die know. by it. And it sucks because Christian Gonzalez now for the year, yeah, but like, it really it, like Christian Gonzalez to me was the complete opposite. Yeah. Where like Gonzalez gives up nothing, maybe won't force a ton of turnovers, but gives up nothing. And I way prefer that. And uh, Gonzalez was my corner one. Me too. Um, and it's interesting just because Witherspoon and Gonzalez have looked so good in different ways. And then Forbes is just so boomer busty. And you know what? Deontay Banks didn't look too bad either. Yeah, he like um, DK kind of got behind him. He's kind of just like you know watching him on the one touchdown. But I don't think he's been poor. He definitely hasn't no, been poor. No, he, like he, I'm not worried. No, no, and obviously like even tougher when he's on a disastrous team and another corner starting opposite of him, right? Yeah, just a lot. Now, I, 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 nothing to worry about either. Um, yeah, I, I got something to worry about. Unfortunately, after like I thought he had an okay game week one, and then he was my worst rookie last week. Chandler's Chandler Zavala back on the list um i think last week it was 14 pressures this week it's only four it's only four but that's pretty good that's pretty that's good like okay. pressure improvements it's, it's a big time um like i said i didn't have like that many like really bad performances but yeah i think Isabella kind of falls under that and like one of the big third down sacks on uh, on bryce young and again bryce young is holding too too long but not this time. Marcus Davenport just, just absolutely cooked Zavala instant pressure in his face, and he got a sack. Marcus Davenport had two sacks. That's how you know things are bad for the for the Panthers off the line. Um, yeah, just struggling. I thought I, I did think in the run game they kind of looked better, and I think he looked like week one. I thought he had a pretty good game, and I think this week kind of the, the another solid game in the run. 
But uh, pass protection is still coming along. And again, does not help when Bryce is holding on to the ball a long time. Icky isn't looking great. The whole line looks bad. So it's a tough position. I don't mean to pick on him, but yeah. Austin we need content. Corbett's coming back. Corbett's coming back, yeah. Hopefully that, that helps. Um, Going to primetime star. I think obviously it's Devin Witherspoon, but yeah. pick somebody else. I just The, the, the combo of Brian Branch and yeah. Sam Laporta is just showing up every week. Agreed. Yeah, that's mine too. I split them. Yeah, I mean, like, Packers, big, bad Packers, and the Lions went in and took care of business. Uh, made sure Jordan Love hit the overrun passing yards for me. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Like, Br- Branch is giving up the least amount of yards among rookies per target this season. It's, like, 4.8. Um, Sam Laporte has just been a first-down machine. Yeah, They both look like, at minimum, high-end NFL starters at maximum perennial pro bowlers. Yeah, I mean... Like Branch got banged up throughout the game. Um, I don't think he's practiced this week yet. Uh, but and and he was kind of in and out a couple times. Still led the Lions in tackles. Like that's how impactful he's been. Uh, had that PBU, which was just too easy. Like he, he just read Watson against Watson out of the slot. Uh, third down, he just it was an out. And he just sat on it, and knocked it away too easily. And yeah, with Laporta, like by his standards, this is kind of like a quieter game. Four catch of fifty six, but. Like obviously the Lions were dominating through the, from the start, but I think you just saw that high level tight end play by Sam Laporta that we've seen all year. Like just how fluid he's been in space, his his route running abilities, um, how well he's working with Jared Goff and being that quarterback's best friend type of dude already, and then elevating with that. Like it's not just you know okay he's open on third down sometimes. It's the yak. It's it's his movement ability. Like I said, it's how strong his hands have been. I don't know if he's had a drop that I can recall. Um, yeah, they've both been just so, so damn good. So damn good. Um, two, two massive hits. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you can already write them both in for, uh, you know, the all rookie team at their spots. Yeah. We're a quarter, basically a quarter through the NFL season. And I think, yeah, clearly Brian Branch is the call him a safety, call him a nickel, call him whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And Sam Laporte is the tight end without question. In a tight end class with a lot of guys drafted high too. Um, he's been yeah. the best. Yeah, he's been in, in by far the most consistent. Yeah. Uh, going to underwhelming performance, AJ, I begged for him to start. They didn't start him. <laughs> Project Jones got thrown in the fire and got freaking cooked. Pittsburgh, you know what? I don't agree with keeping Matt Canada, but I'll shut my mouth about Project Jones. He did not look ready to play. Ended up playing 86% of the snaps against the vaunted Texans pass rush, and holy smokes, like, Everyone was getting him. Will Anderson, Jerry Hughes, uh, uh, Dylan Horton, uh, everybody. He looked just – his pass sets just looked abysmal. Uh, he looked a step slow. He looked a little bit lost. Um, yeah, it was tough. It was a tough – it was a tough That go. sucks. That sucks. Would you fire Matt Canada and hire Danny Football? Yeah, oh, 100%. Danny Football's kind of got it, I think. <laughs> My underwhelming performance going – I feel like I've done this a couple times, but uh, first-round wide receivers here – uh, the the couple I had at least, I'm not worried about Addison, but just just throwing this in, he just there's just no looks for him this game. It was a Justin Jefferson game. Um, did get his that's, weekly deep shot early. Sorry, I feel like that's just gonna have be yeah. how it goes oh, yeah. sometimes. Oh right? yeah, absolutely. He he did get his weekly deep shot, you know, and he drew pi. Take that. Other than that, it was just like one other target, just quiet. I, I didn't really. I just was exci- I was just excited to see him, and it, it was kind of quiet. Um. N- you know, not not as exciting. Uh, yeah, JSN. JSN, another very, very quiet performance. Three catches, yeah. five yards. I was ready. Look, I, I was like, 
I was I was feeling this is the JSN breakout game. It was Devin Witherspoon's <laughs> breakout game. But um, yeah, go go. So I put him for these to step it up. I hadn't seen him right. I was just yeah. gonna ask you why is everything uh why is everything a screen? I don't know. All they do is throw to him behind or at the line of scrimmage and he, go ahead. Yeah, he's, he's just he's like he's not Quentin Johnson. Uh, like I'm just confused. What do they, I don't know. Like he's not not to say he's like bad at yak, but like that's not what made him so good. No, like he, I don't I don't get it. Like they. I don't know. I feel like it's a part of the game that they always want and they never get. And maybe that was the idea with D. Eskridge, which obviously has flopped massively. Um, I don't know. But, like, the passing game hasn't been good as a whole. And, like, the offensive line was all backups, like, except for Brown and move positions. Uh, but, yeah, like, I, like, just let's get them working down the seam or something. Like, I don't know. Like, uh, Wink had, like, weird. it's been really weird. Obviously, he's coming off that wrist injury. But I don't think that should affect anything like that. And, like... Wink had them, like, every third down cover zero. Send JSN on a seam. And, like, like I don't know. Like, they, they were, they, Waldron was still, like, going three and out on three passing plays in the fourth quarter, I think. So, I don't get it. It's very weird. I, I'm i not worried about JSN as a whole. Like, really. I, just the hype, I think, was too much for him in the summer. I think, like, what do you expect? You know, DK Metcalf is still really good. Tyler Lockett is still really good. And the t- and they're they're using a lot of tight ends and they've used them really really good because the offensive line I think maybe when the offensive line when Cross is back Lucas is back you know the whole line's back together I think you'll see more three wide receiver sets and I think that's when hopefully JSN can get his time to shine I hope so that was just it was like jarring again as someone who hadn't watched the Seahawks this year yeah. and watched a lot of JSN in Ohio State it was like jarring to see that like that was the way they used them it sucks uh, anyway. My looks like a hit. Um, it's a nice one for us. Tajay Spears. He's just like he's every time he touches the ball, it's just such a, a fun, explosive play. I don't know if you did you see? Um, they tried to run a like a power toss to him, and he like kind of like fumbled it, p- scooped it up, cut back across the field, and, and picked up like fifteen yards. Yeah, the Bengals are uh, awful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, come on. <laughs> uh, the Steelers beat them. All. I'll say they're great. Um, there was also a third and seven where he, he caught the ball behind the line of scrimmage, uh, made a linebacker miss, uh, picked up first down, ended up with 58 yards from scrimmage on just eight touches. Like, not like some superstar performance, mm-hmm. but we've seen the Titans try to draft running backs to compliment yeah. Derrick Henry before, and, like, they don't even touch the field. And Spears is clearly that guy. And, uh, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked to see him um, potentially pick, like, becoming the the starting RB at some point. Yeah. I, I, like, it, it's felt like Henry's kind of finally, you know, the age and the hits are catching up to him. But then he went out and had a, had a nice-looking week. <laughs> but yeah. I think that like, maybe says more about the Bengals, but yeah. I, I think, what the, the like, obviously the explosive runs have been really impressive, and he's been um, – he, he's like – I can't remember if he leads all – him or a Shane, I think – or E-Chan, sorry – uh, lead all NFL rookies in uh, yards after contact. But, like, it's what he's doing in the passing game, too, that I think is really mm-hmm. impressive. Like like I mentioned, he converted a third and seven. But he also – he, he uh, there was a fourth and two early in the game where the Titans were, like, at midfield and went for it. And uh, they were down 3 nothing, and they ended up scoring a touchdown on the drive. Um, but, like, t- the, the play's kind of breaking down. Tannehill's scrambling a little bit, and he just rips one. And it's just, like – yeah, I hit him right in the hands, but like not every running back's gonna catch a ripped ball right into your face. And I don't know. I just think what he's doing as a pass catcher has been pretty impressive too. 
Robbie gave me a great segue because my looks like it is is Devon uh, HN, which I'm still struggling with wrapping my, my mouth around there. Uh, phrasing. Um, another 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 huge game for him. I, I know the the Finns kind of looked bad and the game got out of hand, but when they were in it, uh, HN was their best offensive weapon. Was 38th on my board, Rob. Uh, they got him 84th. He's been so good. Back to back weeks, another 100 yard performance on only eight carries, two touchdowns, uh, a couple catches, 19 yards as well. Um, kind of like they got him like on a little pop pass. It wasn't like a huge play. It was only seven yards, but that. I just love the way they use them, you know, and they got that got them down to the goal line. Next play, they just let them punch it in, and I love that. I just you you give the guy the chance, and honestly, I think so far, like his his lack of size has been an advantage. Like he's getting small, and, and he's fucking fast. And when you're small and you're moving fast, that's hard to tackle. Uh, like, and I think you saw that on his big 55 yard run. His speed just makes every angle a bad one, and. He, like you said, there's yards after contact too, and it's not like he's, you know, going into a pile and lowering his shoulder and coming out the other side. It's just he he's making tackles tough, and guys are just like falling at his legs and, you know, or sliding off of him because he's just too quick and just keeps going. And like the second touchdown run, he kind of had like a little. It was nice. They're also doing such a great job designing plays for him. It was like a kind of like a motiony sweet play. It had a lot going on. Um, well designed. Kind of just had like instantly a lot of space on the left side there. Uh, the offensive line was getting out there, found the crease, cut it up, you know, foot in the ground. He's too fast. He's in. He has been so much fun the last two weeks. I hope they keep on riding him. Like I know this is eleven touches and the game's got away. So like, I think I think they're going to, because man, he just looks like um, he looks like, like he looks like a difference maker on and like a perfect fit for that offense. A guy who has not been a difference maker for the Chargers offense is my looks like a miss. Quentin Johnson, mm. even with Mike Williams out, just there doesn't seem like a there, there's a bigger role for a day three rookie in this offense right now, receiver who's who plays running back now. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Quentin Johnson, three targets in this game, one catch, eighteen yards. It was a good grab. It converted a first down. Um, it was like a diving one. But this season, when targeted, uh. All pro quarterback or Pro Bowl quarterback Justin Herbert. QB rating when targeting Quentin Johnston, sixty four point two. Like there's just like he's been a net negative. Yeah. They like you're get they're getting more out of Darius Davis, the fourth round rookie. His teammate um, too, yeah. Like it's 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 crazy. Um and like not to say that we were high on Quentin Johnston, but like like I, th- I think I'm I don't know, thirty fifth on my board, mm-hmm. but that that would have if he went thirty fifth, it would have been a bad pick too, based on what we've seen so far. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I, I haven't seen the Chargers too much, and like, like, are they even trying to get him the ball? No, no. yeah, no. it's weird. Like, I don't know. It just seems like they drafted him and didn't have a plan. Yeah, or don't 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 think he's ready. I don't know. I don't know. I don't Which know either. Maybe he's not like. They're sticking Darius Davis at running back, and he's ripping off 51-yard carries, so I don't know. <laughs> that was sick. Um, I am also going to go with a wide receiver, but he's good. I'm bad. Uh, and that's uh, the Arizona Cardinals, Michael Wilson, who my board, 127, late fourth-round grade. He went 94th, late in the third. Looks like uh, me and the Cardinals were wrong. He should have went a lot higher. We know why he fell. You know, the injury concerns, the long history, and, like, he, he – you know, when he was on the field for Sanford, he was really good, and he had a great, you know, great performance at the Senior Bowl. But, like, 
seven catches, 76 yards, his first two touchdowns in his career in this game against the Niners, uh, which was, you know, hard fought for, for quite a long stretch and, until it wasn't. Um, but, yeah. And, like, I think his best catch was neither of the touchdowns. Um, deep sideline, Dobbs kind of underthrew it. Uh, great adjustment, kind of coming back shoulder, getting up and grabbing it. But, like, he also just hit, like, a nasty double move uh, to get the separation to. It was, it was a beautiful route. Deserved a touchdown. Um, that, that was their, like, on their own 40, but there was a big play. Um, and then the first touchdown, he just kind of lined up outside, kind of like a little bit of a switch release kind of idea. Kind of just faded to the corner and uh, just a nice, like, sliding, toe-tapping kind of grab. And then the second one was kind of like, I think what, like, you hope for at minimum. Like, even like a, even a good play from Wilson. Like, he's a, you know, he's a bigger body receiver. He's a good route runner. Just kind of a slant at the goal line, found some softness, you know, made himself available. Catches it in traffic between two defenders and, like, just forces his way into the end zone. And I think, like, what you saw was really a complete package game for Michael Wilson. He looks like he can be a legit wide receiver two in the NFL. And again, like, you know, we saw a lot of the goods at Stanford. It's just keep staying healthy. And if he does, he's going to uh, outperform when he was drafted, period. When targeted this season, uh, when targeting Michael Wilson this season, quarterbacks have a perfect rating, 158.3. Yeah, yeah. I just think that's so funny when you compare it to Quentin Johnson. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, it's great. It's like we planned it uh, today. Keeping it rolling, needs to step it up. I mentioned IJSN here. Uh, I also stuck the Bears IDL combo of Zach Pickens, yeah. Gervon Dexter, who combined to play 19 snaps against the Broncos and did essentially nothing in that. Yeah. In snaps. I haven't, like, um, focused on either, but I found it both to be invisible for the most part. And Pickens has been, like, Dexter's been invisible. In yeah. This Pickens has had, like, a, like a little bit more splash to him, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it's bad. And it's not like the Bears have a loaded IDL group that these guys are trying to yeah. get crack into. Um, I also put Tank Bigsby, just like, I don't know, he just doesn't do a lot for me. Um, and Darnell Wright sticking at the Bears, just the, the penalties, man. Mm. Two penalties, and uh, he, like, He's so big, strong, athletic, but like he's just—you can still see those technical issues. Yeah, I yeah, I totally agree. I I'm gonna stick in the NFC North for my first one. Uh, how about Lucas Van Ness Thursday night against the Lions? He played about fifty percent of the snaps. Like the Bears' ideals, I thought he was kind of non-existent. No pressures mm-hmm. recorded. I think he had a t- tackle. Don't think he showed up in the run game at much at all. I think they dropped him into space a couple times. He didn't look great. Uh, early returns, not very great on that one. And obviously, it was an early pick. I'll give you one more. Speaking of Jaguars and speaking of penalties, less extent, yeah. less extent. But I'm going to put no. Brenton, Brenton Strange. I put him for not ready to play. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a penalties and it's a just, there's nothing. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and yeah, good. Not ready to play is a good one. Um, because like when they drafted him, like you know, it felt like it was for next year, right? Ingram's on the franchise tag. Blah blah blah. Um, it's, it's just hard to justify taking a guy at 61 to be a replacement on a lower value position. And then, like, you know, he's playing 36% of the snaps this week, and he's like not doing much at all. Okay, blocking, maybe? I don't know. It's also just, like, him and Sam Laporta were taking the same round. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, you just got to get more out of a guy that you're like, – exactly. That's when – yeah, it was 30 picks later almost, but exactly, the same Still, round. I mean, yeah. like, 
I don't know. They could have used that pick on friggin' Marvin Mims. Or, not that yeah. they needed a pass catcher necessarily, but they did not need one. Yeah. They took one. But, like, lots of really good receivers went after him. No, yeah. When, when like, I, I'm not saying – I mean, some people think the Jags were potential, you know, make it a leap and – They should have taken HN and not taken Tank Bigsby and, yeah. and Brenton Strange. Yeah, imagine how explosive, like, Etienne and HN together. Like, that's – I know Etienne hasn't been amazing, but that's you could do a lot with that duo. Like, yeah, just it's it, it felt like such a luxury pick for a team that was trying to make an, uh, like the next leap. Yeah, I don't know, but it's not even luxurious. I don't, I don't know. My, my uh, so I had Strange for not ready to play. I also had Drew Sanders who missed a couple tackles, didn't look great in coverage. Um, st- I thought struggled to stack and shed blocks. Uh, and Tyree Wilson, who played yeah. 45% of the snaps against the Chargers. And all I remember him doing in that game was Keenan Allen knocking him on his ass. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that, but it was awesome. I saw, yeah. Um, that's We've talked about it already, but that's that's the king He's of bad. not looking good. Yeah. yeah he doesn't even sucks. look bad. He doesn't look anything. Yeah, yeah. For you real. wouldn't know he was on the field if if you didn't weren't looking for him. For real, yeah. So I don't think I've heard his name called at That's all. Crazy. Um, I'm going with a later pick, my, but mine's going to have a positive spin. Uh, for the Packers, Carrington Valentine. He played like 35 percent of the snaps. He's been uh, playing. He's been playing. Yeah, I, he, he missed a couple tackles too. He gave up that like 26 yard catch on the go to to Reynolds. I actually thought it was in solid coverage though. Reynolds made a good play. Um, but yeah, like that's a he's playing a lot, and I think he's been okay. Like for a seventh round rookie cornerback, um, I thought there were some promising moments in there. Not a good game, but and then Head's not ready to play. But maybe maybe there's something down the road. And Packers have found something out of these late round corners sometimes, right? And he fits the mold a little bit. Speaking of late round corners, going to my best day three rookies. Um, my number one guy is Charles Smith, the Bears rookie corner. Who, like, against the Broncos, he gave up one big catch to Marvin Mims. Other than that, gave up nothing. Two weeks in a row, I've talked about him. He's big, he's physical, he's really involved in the run game. Really fun player. I, like I think one. he's, he's yeah, he's standing out a lot more to me than um, Tyreek Stevenson. <laughs> um, also put Jarrett Patterson, who looked really good against the Steelers and looks like a competent starting center. Uh, fellow Texans, Henry Toa Toa, who... Really impressive against the run game. Triggering downhill, beating blocks. Had uh, a TFL and another run stop. Um, Dylan Horton, the other Texans, fourth-round <laughs> rookie from TCU. Um, just in the rotation, but like the play that stood at the most was Matt Canada called this horrible tight end screen that didn't make any sense. And, and Dylan Horton just like took on Fryermuth, watched him turn around, and tackled him. I was like, okay. Uh, also, Josh Wiley caught a touchdown for the Titans. I didn't. Actually, I didn't even know that. That's sick. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a good list of day three rookies. I'm mine shorter. Um, speaking of catching touchdowns, pa- Trey Palmer's caught a couple. Um, yeah. two, two only two catches, six yards. Nice touchdown though. Um, he he's playing a lot of snaps, especially this week. He's I think he only had three targets, so it's not a lot of looks, but he's been good, and I think that's you know a really promising start. I get for a guy that you drafted for the upside, and he's. Like hasn't been monster plays, but a couple touchdowns early in his career. He's been better than Quentin Johnston. Let me put it that way. And speaking of like kind of needing guys, you know, when Seattle Seattle drafted uh, IDLs, they needed um, they needed him to step up. And I put Cam Young here, who uh, like had that. We talked about him already. Had that like almost sack at Jones where he reeled him down. Good play, and I th- kind of like to see him more. 
Um, Julio McLaughlin was my best UDFA rookie. Yeah, clearly. I'm going to go with the running back, too. Uh, Amari DiMercato, the TCU um, playoff legend against Michigan. Um, the game, some touches. It wasn't like a huge game by any standards. Getting involved in the passing game. Just, you know, on this on this weird Cardinals roster, kind of fun to see. He only had one carry, but I think he had like a three catches, 21 yards, looking decent in the passing game. That was a guy that like I think some people kind of like pegged to give a, you know, to have a shot for the Cardinals, and he's been okay. He's been okay. Just a guy that's flashed a little bit. Speaking of flash, my rookies who flashed, uh, Bijan, who yeah. had a very quiet 137 <laughs> yeah. yards scrimmage. Yeah. Uh, and Marvin Mims, who, once again, like I said, he uh, beat Terrell Smith for a 48-yard catch. He's just been a really fun, explosive downfield threat for the Broncos. Uh, I'm going to go with the top guy. Lesser week, he could have maybe got somewhere better. Brian Brissy, who had three TFLs in the Tampa Bay game. Uh, he had a sack on Baker. I don't know why they called it a TFL and, and not a sack, so I'm confused. Had another TFL where, excuse me, where he just instantly beat the guard on like a just a sick swim move and, and shot right into the backfield. He's been flashy. He's been flashy. I, I think, like, you know, Tampa, Kansas hasn't played too much, and I think seeing Percy looking good uh, against them kind of stings a little. Um, yeah, I think he's been, he's been pretty flashy. Also, I wanted to give a shout-out to Anton Harrison because we've dogged him up quite a bit early in the season, and I thought this week we had a really good performance. I thought just really clean, nothing flashy. Uh, didn't hear his name on the broadcast. Which would you know? On you could have heard him in the Toy Story verse. Uh, you know the the aliens could have been ripping him. I don't know. That's a good thing. So I think that's just something to highlight. And uh, two receivers, uh, Jaden Reed looked pretty. I know he only had that one catch, but looked pretty good on it. For like he had three catches, but had that one nice play for forty four yards. And also, um, Demario Douglas. I had to give the, the shout out for that one forty two yard catch and run where he put the nastiest spin move you're ever going to see and broke the broke the dude's ankles. That was awesome. That was like the backwards spin move. It was so sick. That's it. My uh, out of nowhere rookie is uh, as alluded to Darius Davis playing some running back, having a fifty-one yard yeah. carry, uh, <laughs> finishing with uh, uh, sixty-seven yards from scrimmage on five touches and twelve snaps against the Raiders. It's sick. I Darius love Davis, it. Fun, fun. I know he's a lot of fun. Uh, my out of nowhere ruck is down for one play. I, you've certainly seen Deshaun Jameson's big highlight real play this week. And it was on Sam Franklin's pick six because Jameson absolutely just gunned it down the field and absolutely wrecked Kirk Cousins and ensured the wow. touchdown. So out of nowhere, literally, because Cousins didn't see him coming and blew him up. That's uh, <laughs> my, my start the rook is uh, Bears rookie receiver Tyler Scott started him against the Commanders on Thursday Night Football. He had the whole Chase Claypool thing happening. Yes. Um, Scott, Scott, they got involved against the Broncos. He had two carries for 19 yards. They just use him on jet sweeps. This season, he only has five targets, three catches, 20 yards, um, and four kick returns for 84 yards. But, hey, like, if you think enough of him with the ball in his hands, two jet sweeps against the Broncos, let's throw him in there for a couple more reps. <laughs> I didn't have the Browns this week, and I know he, he actually did have a catch and a couple targets, but um, I, I, I want to see more Cedric Tillman. I, it's a good pick. I don't know why they haven't got him in. I, like, this game, you know, DTR is kind of a – wash but i don't know why they haven't got him on the field more he looked really good in preseason uh he's the type of receiver they need i just feel like this offense is kind of listless in the passing game right now and obviously you know watson stinks but yeah i'd like to see him get him get him on the field some more well i hope you get your wish in uh in thank you five buddy. year age i um 
Good luck to you. Hopefully JSN doesn't have to run six more screens.